Welcome to Roseville Connections. I'm Megan McPherson, Roseville's Public Affairs and Communications Director. Each year, the Roseville Area Chamber of Commerce hosts an annual event to promote business in Roseville. Business, government, education, and nonprofit leaders connect to make our business climate even stronger. The city of Roseville is proud to be a longtime sponsor. At this year's event, Roseville 2018, Roseville Mayor Susan Rohan and City Manager Rob Jensen highlighted the economic outlook for the city in their keynote address. It includes good news, along with several challenges, most notably our city revenues and budget. The city is at a crossroads. It's facing slowing revenue growth, rising expenses, and potentially large cuts to city services. Decisions made this year will have a great impact on Roseville's future. For you now is their speech from May 3rd, 2018. Well, good afternoon. Rob and I really appreciate this opportunity to share the latest statistics about Roseville's economy, what's developing in our city, and an update on city finances. But before we start, I'm sure many of you know that Rob has recently announced his retirement effective next month. Rob has contributed so greatly to the city of Roseville and he saw our city through the most significant development phases of its first century. And he spent the last three years at the help as city manager. So since he decided it's time for him to shift gears and go into retirement, I made him promise to stick around today and do this speech with me. Well, thank you, Susan, and, and we're going to be sharing a microphone as well up here. Uh, it's really been an honor to serve such a great community and to, to work with you and our council. While the community continues to grow and change, there's two things that have really remained constant. First, our partnerships are very important. Our success is dependent on collectively working together to create a city where people want to be. The other constant is our city staff. They are second to none. I've worked here for nearly 28 years and I can tell you that our staff cares greatly about the community and its success. They're smart, they're dedicated, and in good hands with Dominic Casey as our acting city manager. This is a pretty eclectic group here today, so each of us probably has a slightly different vantage point through which we measure Roseville's success. But no matter what lens we use, we all know that Roseville is growing. And I think the fact that people are choosing Roseville is a testament to the quality of life that we enjoy here today. City staff carefully monitor our reputation, or put another way, the value of our brand. They recently compared Roseville and how it stands to the city of Sacramento and the state as a whole. In every category, Roseville leads the way. Here's a sample of some of the interesting statistics. Nearly 40% of our 25 and older population has a bachelor's degree. And many of you have told us that your companies are here because you can find employees with the education and skill set that you need to thrive. And you told us that you like our population's income. Roseville's household income is approximately 30% higher than both Sacramento and the state of California. And since the cost of living is about 5% less, than the state average, it means that Roseville households have more disposable income than other communities. Home ownership is at 64% in Roseville. That's 10 points higher than Sacramento and the state average. We credit our creative home building community for providing a wide array of product type that helps us retain and attract 
a qualified workforce of people who are vested in their community where they live, work, and play. And we think our workforce future is bright. In 2017, Roseville was ranked in the top five cities nationally for millennials buying homes. Turning to jobs, between 2012 and 2017, we added 11,000 jobs in Roseville, a 15% increase. And we expect that trend to continue with an 11% increase in jobs over the next five years. This is more than twice the job growth rate for Sacramento and the state. Over the past five years, Roseville, Sacramento, and the state of California have all seen reductions in the unemployment rate. According to the Federal Reserve Bank, an unemployment rate of 4.7% is considered ideal. A lower rate could suggest a shortage of available employees. Although Roseville's estimated 3% unemployment rate this year is low, it's not seen as a negative since the city is a net importer of jobs, meaning that the majority of employees come from outside the city limits. On the commercial side of real estate, Roseville's occupancy rates for office, industrial, and retail space remain in the 90th percentile. That's similar to Sacramento, and it indicates that there's a high demand in the capital region as a whole. We're certainly seeing that with new development underway here. In the healthcare sector, for example, Adventist Health is building its new corporate headquarters at Stone Point. Kaiser is constructing a new medical office building at Riverside and Kirby to replace their current complex. And Sutter Roseville's latest expansion focuses on its emergency room and critical care areas. In addition, the national medical supply distributor McKesson is developing a new warehouse facility in the north industrial area of our city. On the residential side, Roseville continues to offer a mix of housing products to address demand and affordability, including a significant number of workforce housing projects either under construction or planned for later this year. We've been able to grow our workforce housing by continuing to partner with housing agencies to provide affordable housing options in our community. In our downtown along Vernon Street, Mercy Housing's mixed-use project is well underway with 57 affordable apartment units. Construction is ongoing at the Campus Oaks apartment complex, a two-phase project totaling 395 units, including 87 affordable units. Meta Housing's 59-unit affordable project in the historic district is moving forward and pending expected funding from the state, the city will see the start of construction on this project by the end of the year. And finally, St. Anton's Partners is planning to appear before our city council this year regarding development of Junction Crossings, an 80-unit affordable housing project on Pacific Street in the historic district. In addition to the multifamily projects, Demand for single-family homes in Roseville remains high, and we hope to exceed our prediction of 900 single-family permits in this next fiscal year. The majority of this development is occurring within the West Roseville specific plan. In addition to growth in the West plan, other new growth areas are beginning to move forward and are expected to see considerable activity this next year, including the Campus Oaks project adjacent to Hewlett-Packard and the Sierra Vista specific plan adjacent to Baseline Road and Fitment Road, bringing not only additional housing options, but also a nugget market at Campus Oaks and additional regional shopping in the Sierra Vista plan at Baseline Marketplace owned by the Denial family. 
I'd also like to mention several of the public-private partnerships that are making it possible for the city to meet the demands and needs of our community and the business community. The City of Roseville worked with Placer Valley Tourism in Placer County to redevelop the venue we're enjoying here today at the grounds, which is in phase one of the project. Plans for a 190,000 square foot multi-purpose building and event center will follow. I think you'll all agree it's a very impressive plan. The new SPCA facility will open very soon and it is so needed because as Roseville's population has grown, so have our animals. Higher education partnership opportunities continue to be a priority for Roseville. Sierra College opened a Vernon Street location that is bringing a steady stream of students to Roseville's downtown and that's good for the business district. The University Development Foundation has made an agreement with the city to later this year buy the old fire station one, which they plan to renovate. Their vision is that a college or university can begin building their brand name here in our central core as it builds a campus west of our city limits. Last but not least, the city is continuing a long-term partnership in the Capital Corridor's Joint Powers Authority, working with Union Pacific to enhance rail service between Roseville and the Bay Area, which will benefit regional commuters, especially those of us in South Placer. The multi-phase project is known as the third track. It will ultimately establish 10 daily round trips between Roseville and Sacramento, the first phase to be implemented in the next three to five years calls for the addition of two more daily trips. Roseville strives to collaborate with other cities and counties in the Sacramento region as we tackle problems that transcend our jurisdictional boundaries. We took part in the kickoff this week of a regional economic prosperity plan with the Sacramento Area Council of Governments, the Greater Sacramento Economic Council, Valley Vision, SAC Metro Chamber, and leaders from the cities and counties in our region. The regional focus is on competing and standing out in today's global economy. Roseville's involvement will ensure that our perspective and support will inform regional policy and investments. Transportation is a top priority for many of us. In fact, it's absolutely critical to the long-term economic success of our region. In an attempt to ensure that our future transportation needs are met, the Placer County Transportation Planning Agency, or PCTPA, along with its member jurisdictions, including Roseville, worked to place Measure M, a transportation sales tax initiative, on the 2016 November ballot. While the results showed strong support in South Placer, the measure didn't receive the 66 and two-third percent countywide majority that is necessary to pass a local transportation sales tax. Because of the urgent need for additional infrastructure funding, Roseville strongly supports PCTPA's efforts to create a transportation sales tax district that will include those cities and areas of the county that supported Measure M. Creating the tax district will require approval of the state's legislature. The goal is to have it before voters on the November 2020 ballot. Moving on to what's happening in our downtown, anyone who's been following the revitalization of our downtown knows that in the past 10 to 15 years have brought significant progress in investment. We've seen streetscape and facade improvements along Vernon Street, within historic Old Town, and along the Riverside Corridor. 
We constructed a town square, a roundabout, and a new office building that provides a home for Sierra College. New housing is under construction, and within the next month or so, we expect to open the Oak Street parking garage, our second downtown garage, offering over 400 free parking spaces. Later this summer, we'll begin the construction of three pedestrian bridges over Dry Creek to connect our downtown with Royer Park. Along with those bridges, we'll also complete the missing segment of our bike trail that will provide a continuous trail system from Sierra, from Sierra College Boulevard to Royer Park and our downtown. It's important to point out that all of these projects were constructed without the use of general fund revenue. And now let me say that again because it's really an important point. None of these projects were constructed with general fund revenue. I want to highlight this as we get questions about the city's budget issues and how we can continue to make major investments in our downtown, and the answer is really simple. It's a reflection of our success in combining multiple funding sources, such as grants, bond proceeds, designated developer fees, and loans backed by non-general fund revenue sources to keep the city's vision moving forward. Let's go deeper into the conversation on city finances, and I'll set the stage. While Roseville's fiscal position has improved since the recession, today the city is not immune from the sluggish revenue growth and increasing expenses faced by most cities throughout California. Simply stated, our expenses have grown faster than our revenue, and our financial position cannot be sustained without a structural change to our operating statement. During the recession, the city reduced staff and didn't pay for things we should have in hopes that the recession wouldn't be very long. In order to minimize the impacts on residents and maintain our high standards for such things as roads and parks, we backed off maintenance. We didn't replace computer software when it became outdated, and we stopped funding important reserves such as workers' compensation and liability reserves. Although this was a well-intended strategy that was implemented by many cities who had reserves to use, there was never a doubt that we had to bite the bullet at some point and ultimately deal with the problem, especially since new paradigms started to affect the financial picture. Paradigms like changing consumer habits and internet sales. In 2016, we adopted policies to begin to pay back these accounts to ensure that future generations will be fully funded. These policies are expensive and painful to maintain. As an example, we made cuts to library service last year. And in a few weeks, the staff will be bringing us a draft budget reflecting an additional $3 million in cuts in the fiscal year 1819 budget. But we have to make it very clear to the community that even as we adhere to these belt tightening policies and make more cuts, when we combine the impact of costs outside of our control, our current revenue is not sufficient to support the current level of city services. It's important to note that over the past 10 years, while our population has increased by nearly 30,000 residents, our general fund staffing levels have actually decreased. Overall, we've reduced our per capita staffing levels by 32%. While some of these reductions were tied to increased operational efficiencies, a large portion reflected reduced service levels. The city's been doing more with less over time, which is why departmental performance audits noted that in order to maintain or expand current service levels, additional staff would be needed. 
I do want to thank our staff and our labor groups for working with us to reduce our long-term obligations and being creative in trying to maintain our current services. The city and its labor groups have partnered to slow payroll growth, reduce retirement benefits, and reduce salaries, allowing additional funding for the services our community enjoys. All the while constantly changing statewide legislative and regulatory environments continue to add unfunded mandates and significant costs to city operations, such as public safety realignment, open space management, and the state moving the responsibility for stormwater management from the state to local government. This is all adding millions of dollars to the expense side of the general fund. In anticipation of additional cuts to services and service levels, the council directed our staff in 2017, in February, during an annual goals workshop, to initiate a process to get community input on priorities. The goal was to find a way to balance the city's obligations to maintain fiscal stability while continuing to provide high quality essential services and addressing our long-term liabilities. To this end, last spring the council approved a nine-month Engage Roseville effort to reach out to our businesses and residents and ask them specifically what is important to them. First, we wanted to be sure that the city had a clear understanding of our community's priorities. Second, we wanted to help the community understand our fiscal constraints and opportunities. And third, we welcomed recommendations that emerged from this outreach to align resources accordingly. You can watch brief videos and listen to podcasts on key topics, view all of the meetings of the Community Priorities Advisory Committee, which we broadcasted live on YouTube, sign up for flash vote surveys, and see the results of the in-person community conversation we held in February. It's all at engageroseville.com. The results were pre presented to the council last month and are being incorporated into this year's budget. I do want to take time to formally thank all of the 20 members of the Community Priorities Advisory Committee, the alternates, and the city staff that invested two Wednesdays every month for nine months to assist in that effort. It's a reflection of the community that we are, and it will provide the council with incredible value in years to come. So we're at one of those critical crossroads in Roseville's future. For a very long time, we've been striving to be the kind of community where people want to live, where places, a place where companies want to relocate because they know their employees are excited about a new quality of life that they'll enjoy. And we've reached that point. It is our brand. But now we're at a point where our biggest challenge is managing what people appreciate about Roseville. As we take our next steps for addressing the city's financial issues, I'd ask for your commitment as our partners to ensure that we don't undo the work that's been done, to make sure that Roseville is the place that we're proud to call home for our families and our businesses. We have some tough decisions to make and many competing interests as we make those decisions, but we must all remember that we will share the ownership of the outcome of our decisions. So as the options move forward for the council next month, I urge you to listen with discernment, get the facts from reliable sources, and participate in a way that protects Roseville's high-quality brand in the Sacramento region and this state. Thank you for the opportunity to speak with you today.
There are several other ways to connect to your city. We have multiple accounts on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Nextdoor. We also have free electronic newsletters on different topics, including job openings, public safety news, city events, and more. Go to roseville.ca.us slash connect to sign up. Again, I'm Megan McPherson. Thanks for listening.